What is going on? Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Short and Spooky. This is the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s, 90s, and sometimes 2000s. Uh, that means you're going to be hearing from the hosts today. Of course, I'm John. I'm sitting here with my friend Tom. Hello. But since we're doing a favorite of ours, Freddy's, let's uh, say what's up to our shock jock alter egos. Oh, yeah. That means instead of just Tom, we're going to be hearing from... Tommy Trash. Okay, folks, the guy in front of you is Tommy. Trash. 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 I like that, uh, those little dance moves you were doing there. The yeah. shoulder roll? Yeah, little shoulder roll. You don't see enough shoulder roll these days, right? No, I, I, I'm the only one. <laughs> court, court ordered to, actually. And, of course, that means you'll be hearing from me as Johnny Junk today. Here's Johnny Junk. I'm taking crazy pills. Ever see a guy say goodbye to a shoe? Junk. 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 I'm back, baby. All right. That was a lot of nonsense up top. Yeah. <laughs> You're starting it really good so far. What's up, dude? It is going to be a hot one today. You know, we always say that, but it's always true. It is. Well, no, over the winter, it was not bad. No. Uh, yeah, I was actually debating if we wanted to call it off today, but. Really? I figured if you're on board, I am. I hadn't heard from you all day. I was wondering if you were maybe dead or somewhere or something. You would like that, wouldn't yeah. you? <laughs> it was like all my uh, my bomb I strapped to the bottom of your car. I was hoping it had gone off. Oh, by the way, uh, I wanted to give something to you. Uh-oh. There you go. It's for your room. Almost as good as Worldwide Dip. Oh, my God, John. John just handed me a... Uh... What is this? It's a, like a little poster for uh, Freddy Krueger. No, I mean, just what? it's like a dictionary piece. Did you make this? It's uh, No, that's uh, it's a gift. I I acquired it and thought you would enjoy it. Uh, last week you hated me. This week you're giving me things. I, are we actually dating? <laughs> are you an abusive? This is what you do. So you you abuse me and then you come back in. This is like the equivalent of like taking you out to dinner after you beat me with a rubber hose or something like that <laughs> and bought me new clothes. Beat you with a rubber hose? Yeah, it doesn't leave so many marks, you know? No. Uh, this is this is awesome. I, I keep not t talking to the mic because I'm trying to look at this thing. Uh, this is fantastic. This is going up uh, during our first break. You should just put it over that Rolling Stones poster you have. Uh, no, see, this is the second cycle of abuse that's happening now. This is the verbal cycle of that's, it. This is a helpful suggestion. I'm going to uh, put it over your uh, the dick poster then. How about that? No. Yeah, see how this works? <laughs> it's art. I gave you both. You have to put both up. Yeah, I will. Uh, the problem, I tried to put the uh, the poster up of the dick one but it's just so heavy i would get like some actual nails to put it up a big hog won't stay where it's supposed no to. <laughs> there's too many of them uh this this is awesome john i really appreciate it man yeah no sweat man uh but it, yeah uh so it's a freddy krueger like watercolor painting on top of like a pick like a piece of like a dictionary mm -hmm. a page mm -hmm. uh and it's and it's great fantastic yeah really good um for the listener why do you keep talking <laughs> Just take it and shut up. So we're doing an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Okay. We had taken a little break from Freddy's. Yeah, I think it was May was the last time we recorded one. Oh, wow. Yeah. And which one was that? That was... Um, Not Dust to Dust. No, it was a really bad one. It was... Let's see, I have it right here. It was... Oh, it was the one with the teacher. The drunk teacher. It uh, was Memory Overload. Memory Overload, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's been a little bit then, yeah. It so. has been. 
So today, um, I you... feel like it's like doing a Freddy's is like having like a one night stand with someone you really don't, and you're like, "Whoa, I'm never doing that again." Yeah. And then like after like a month or two, you're like, uh, I, "I've been there before. I think I'm ready to hit that Freddy's up one more time." You get that little dry spell in there, and you're like, <laughs> "I'm gonna try and get the best I can out of." That's what I felt like today when, or a couple days ago, when you asked if I wanted to pick out an episode. I realized it had been a little bit. Mm-hmm. Needed to get off the, the Freddy Schneid. <laughs> I needed some of those finger claws. How to uh, get your fix? And um, I was looking through a bunch of them. Usually, I kind of go and see if there's like a famous person in the. And I didn't didn't see any that. There was one with Mariska Hardigay that I thought about doing. And then I uh, I was like, you know what? We haven't done a lot from the first season, so um, the it came down to the first episode of the second episode. The first one is the trial of uh-huh. Freddy, uh-huh. which I thought was cool. But I think we should save that for like a really good. Um, because that's, that's like the backstory of how he got out of the out of the crime. Yeah. It's um, a technicality. It, but I just think it, it's probably got so many good Freddy lines in there. and uh, It might. And then this one I saw, and I picked this one because um, you and I have both have worked in the food service industry, and this one um, has a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. Um, do you want to do IMD Bitch? Yeah, it's actually pronounced IMD. Biatch! Biatch! <laughs> yeah. Uh, inspired from our episode with The Watcher, uh, this is uh, our feature where we uh, look up the credits and the actors from the episode. IMD. Biatch! All right. I like it. So, uh,. There's a couple characters in today's uh, story. Of course, uh, Freddy's Nightmares is uh, two stories uh, kind of shoehorned together. Um, so our first character is Brian, the protagonist from the first part. You know, he's uh, done some other stuff. He was an episode of Twilight Zone. Yep. Uh, episode we almost did called Defender of Camelot. Uh, his dad, the actor who plays his dad, was uh, Lou from Fight Club. Yep. He looks super familiar. Uh, and then the killer, the, the biker guy... He was in a movie called Motel Hell. If you haven't seen it, it's a fucking gem from the 70s. It's like nuts. There's like the 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 craziest part of that movie. Oh, there's a lot. But there's a great scene at the end where this dude is running around with a pig's head over his head, swinging a chainsaw around. Oh, man. Yeah, it's pretty like, ridiculous. Wait, wait, like, like on a chain? A chain no, saw? like a... Uh, like a leather just, face scenario. Okay, just, it's on his hand. He's not like, okay. Yeah, it I involves pictures, like, cannibals yeah. and zombies and, and weird sex stuff. Great movie. Uh, and then... Star Park to, Lincoln. Hold on, hold on. So we got uh, Dr. Serling is in a movie of Freddy's. He's yeah. in Freddy 5, The Dream Child. And then we got Karen. That actress who plays Karen plays Tina in... Friday the 13th, part seven. She's the, uh, of course, psychic chick, the Carrie ripoff. The nurse is in part six of Friday the 13th, Jason Lives. And then the mom is in the parody of Friday the 13th called Saturday the 14th. Did you ever see that one? No. I remember seeing that as a kid. It was fucking weird. Is it like funny? It's kind of like some kid moves into like a haunted house and there's like all these like weird monsters that live in the basement and... This kid can like make wishes, and I remember he like he makes a wish where all he eats is cheeseburgers, and all the monsters are all disappointed because they want to eat like scary stuff. Oh, really? It's a weird flick. I think it's for kids. It was like back when they're like, "Oh, we'll do a parody of a movie with no jokes." Yeah, and like dumb down all the violence and and or just remove it for the most part. Completely, it's just great. Like all the actors in this movie, or I guess show. 
are have been in a lot of other stuff. All the canon, all the Friday the Thirteenth, all the, well, the the director, the director also directed. What was it? Freddy's. It Jason Lives. He did it. He also did a Freddy's one too. That's that's this one. No wait wait wait. Are you talking about? Oh wait, I'm thinking of the screenwriter. So check this out. Screenwriter also wrote Texas Chainsaw Massacre three and Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. Is that uh, Michael DeLuca or Paul Roselli? That is DeLuca. DeLuca, okay. Yeah. yeah. Everybody here is fucking into franchises, man. Yeah. And man, did they fall flat on this one a little bit. Sort well, of. Do you want to do what, how we usually do it? Where we do, uh, we'll grade the first one, and then we'll grade the second one, and then we'll give it a cumulative? Um, yeah, sure. This one actually, compared to like a lot of the other Freddies, this one actually like sort of tied together. It, and what's crazy is I think because it's so early in the series that they kind of were like, okay, let's try this. And I felt that at least with the first segment that it was woven really well into the Freddy parts. Yeah. Sometimes it just feels like they slapped a couple Freddy bits on top of it. This one feels like, well, we'll get into it, but there's some scenes, the way it's cut, where it's like, oh, wow, this is done with a little bit of artistry. Yeah. They hadn't completely phoned it in yet. Not completely. They make it like, what, four episodes, and they're like, all right. And the thing I like, and again, we will get into it, but the the Freddy bits, to your point, are, are like short and to the point. Yeah. They're not these like drawn out things that don't make any sense at all. <laughs> I mean, Freddy's not yet expressed his uh, hatred for military deserters. That's right. <laughs> and immigrants, too. <laughs> he had that. I wish, like, that I, weird, it, like, shaped chalkboard. I wish, like, uh, throughout the, the series, he, like, gets more and more, like, like Clint Eastwood. He, like, just, like, starts, like, the episodes are really, like, pushed towards, like, uh, a conservative agenda. Yeah, yeah. Like, Ted Nugent. Yeah, exact. Perfect, yeah. No, it's That's great. why I started learning to play guitar in that one episode. <laughs> What was it? Uh, remember, there's one or two where Freddy's like basting a fat man, like oh with an yeah, apple in his mouth. pulls the the eyeball out of the dude too. <laughs> that was um, was that the one with the? That was one of the cannibal ones. The cannibal ones. Yeah, uh, that was great. That was wild. Um, okay, so that means let's get into uh, some of our drinking game rules. This is gonna be a little tricky. Why? Because there's so much stuff? There's a lot that I, like, just kept me, like, we have to pick one or the other some, for some of these. So well, why don't we just say this? Let's say all our drinking game rules, and then the listener can pick and choose, because okay. all the ones I have are definitely going to get you boozed up. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? All right. So, uh, since we're doing Freddy's Nightmares, our standing rules, as always, is take a drink every time uh, we have see a little Freddy bumper, and then every time we wake from a false reality. That is going to be tricky. So those are those are our standing rules for Freddy's Nightmares that apply to every episode. Um, but this one, I was going to say for the first uh, segment, drink every time you see the beefy boy mascot. Okay. Uh, also, drink every time you hear an engine rev. Yep. And then drink every time there's forehead blood. Forehead blood, that's, those are all good. Uh-huh. Um, I would say... What I would like to add to that is every time he is playing with food, flicking food around, <laughs> um, and then the other one was the one I like. If I was playing like a, a very hard drinking one, it'd be every time he's looking at his yearbook. Oh yeah, because he that's he, he does that a lot. Yeah, um, and for the second half, I think uh, every time someone says a variation of "You'll be fine," it's fine. You'll be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. Uh -huh. They say it so much, um, and then of course, uh, every time she gets injected with something. Every time she's sedated, yes. 
I was going to say, if you really just want to go hog wild, man, drink every time the hospital staff does something unprofessional. Yeah, well, let's be, yeah, they just, <laughs> they just do. waterfall your beer the entire time. <laughs> just, so just pick drink and choose. nonstop for half an hour. Yeah, don't do all those. Um, pick and choose. And, uh, yeah, let's get into it. All right, let's get into it. So, like I said, I picked this one out because both uh, both of us worked in food service uh, at some point throughout our illustrious we're, careers. We're doing... Um, Season one, episode two, it's called It's a Miserable Life. A little play on... It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. I, I was wondering if this was going to have some Christmas, Christmas yeah. element to it. I guess uh, Freddie's shirt is kind of Christmassy, red and green. Did I, re- did I tell you why they chose those colors? Mm, you might have, but yeah, I've already so, forgotten. So uh, Wes Craven was like, I, he specifically chose those colors for his sweatshirt because they were like very disarming to the eye. They clashed. So oh, they true. chose the two most clashing colors he could find. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you can uh, save that for a trivia night. Uh, <laughs> I don't really who really who gives a shit. Yeah. Uh, Attended by only myself. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the episode starts, uh, and we are hanging out at the Beefy Boy Burger. And I love the music that the like the, the, the generic guitar like yeah. kind of rock thing. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, we get a little bit of a uh, uh, a, a radio disc jockey talking at the beginning of this. Yeah, I was. It, I loved it. Yeah, it was cool. I was wondering if it was gonna be Rick the Rake. I I would. I just want him to exist in another episode of this. I, I so was. Bad. Yeah, I, I hope that. I was hoping too that, that there'd be some sort of tie-in and like a little because it's all takes place. It takes place in Springwood. So. Yep. Did you hear what the the disc jockey was called? Oh yeah, the old <laughs> hawker. <laughs> so he clearly is the hawk, but he was before old hawker leaves here. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, for all you graveyard workers or the graveyard shift workers or something like that. Yeah, because. Uh, we got our, our protagonist, Brian. He's working at this, like, uh, drive-up diner place all by himself in the middle of the night. And yep. there's nobody coming in. It's just doesn't uh, really make any sense. They're just losing money, really, by keeping the place open. Yeah, he's flipping through his yearbook. Uh, wait, also, did you hear? So on the radio, the disc jockey goes, now I want to play something different. We've been listening to music. Now I'm going to play the football game of Springwood versus Pleasant Valley. Yeah. And and that cut that's like supposed to be the tie into him like looking through his yearbook like being like oh this guy's in high school uh, this okay. guy's like getting ready to be out of here I googled it Pleasant Valley is where this old sixties horror movie called Two Thousand Maniacs takes place did they make a did they make a new one of those I think they made Two Thousand and One Maniacs <laughs> I'm not even kidding really yeah like in the year Two Thousand and One. Maybe. Mm. I don't know what year it came out. I just knew it was not. They're just going Price is Right style. Yeah. Just like one over the last one. That's all we need, man. One more yeah. maniac. Uh, but yeah, so it, Brian is working on the night shift. Yeah. Uh, working on the night moves. <laughs> and uh, he, he's like, again, flipping through his yearbook. And you can tell he's like not really happy with his job. Um, and then they have the one of my favorite little parts that happens is... Uh, He's waiting for any sort of business, and he's bored. <laughs> he's bored out of his fucking mind. He is so bored. He takes a styrofoam uh, container, to-go container, and squirts a little face on it with ketchup. And then he takes, like, a smaller, like a fries, <laughs> or like a single burger one. Yeah. And he stabs it with the s- straws? Yeah, so the uh, styrofoam containers are just being made into, like, little toys or puppets, and he's, like, playing with them, like, making them talk to each other, and... I mean, I feel like it makes him look completely crazy. Yeah, I thought that's what they're going for at first. It was like, oh, this guy's going to snap some, and yeah, kill snap. himself. Well, I mean, he, he does snap eventually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, and he has this whole scene where it's like the beefy boy God or something like that. And he's like offering up French fries. 
Oh, he's talking about okay, so the mascot for the for the burger place is called Beefy Boy. Yeah. And he's incorporating that mythos into his make believe yeah, the, sketch. It, yeah, because the one of them, like the one with the like the thing sticking out of it, like <laughs> shows up and like pushes the French fries in front of it, and then he has like the giant uh, one go on top of it. Like, offering it, yeah, and he just like kicks the fries off and like those are not good enough. In the meantime, uh, a car full of cool kids uh, rolls up and it's just watching him. Yeah, his friends like come up to the drive-through window and they're sitting in a jeep and they're watching it. It's like the handsome blonde '80s dude and like all his friends. A hunky dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, he's a hunk. He's a hunk. <laughs> hunk. A burning love. Um, uh, I thought they were gonna be bullies at first. Of course. I'm like, you. That kid is. That kid is always typecast as the bully. This yeah. is the first time I've ever seen him. And then like they were like, "Come on, man, you should come out. We miss hanging out with you." I was Go like, "For a oh. ride." And like a chick pops up. Yeah. Like, oh. Just to add more uh, desire to go on it. But well, it, it was exactly the same thing. I was like, "Well, they're friends. Okay. Yeah. All right. Keep me guessing." I kind of liked that. Yeah. It just because it wasn't the same thing of like the dumb nerdy kid, the greasy fucking burger boy, beefy boy. Uh, just you know gonna get beat up and have all those things happen to him well all his friends are watching from the drive-through window and uh <laughs> they all gonna have to watch uh the jeep <laughs> in- engine in that scene is so fucking loud yeah. it's like but like the brian's just sitting there playing with the styrofoam i'm like and it's the only sound effect and there's like whenever another car comes through there's a little the little ding ding yeah you're right no these guys not in the first one you know what his friends probably go around it just to mess with them Don't i wonder how often they actually see him doing that <laughs> They're like this is actually pretty tame because they're not terribly surprised they're like you need to get out of here at least he's not making out with them this time yeah he's got his fucking dick in one of them he's got ketchup all over his face <laughs> his crotch <laughs> he was blowing himself with ketchup um but yeah they're not bullies um and uh brian basically goes yeah i can't go sorry guys and then he's like this place is my fucking ball and chain he's like i'll probably die here hey his ball and chain and actual ball and chain Good looking lady. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Brian walks by uh, the a bubbling fryer, and Freddie pops out of it. And this, I I, it. Th- so yeah, this was great because like instead of just being a jarring transition into Freddie's world, the actor actually walked past the fryer that Freddie came out of. So it was like very seamless. And you're like, wait, now I'm not in the place anymore. Now I'm in Freddie's world. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. And then he pops out, and then uh, he goes. Uh, no, it's the graveyard shift. And he long pause. When I get hungry. After he puts the hat on. Very cool. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, then it, it cuts into, um, our first little, like, sleepy hallucination <laughs> thing. sleepy dream state. Yeah, and, uh, it's great. This guy, like, uh, he, he's sitting in the window, like, just waiting for business. I don't uh-huh. know why they're, oh, they're this hemorrhaging money. <laughs> yeah. There's no business. They're they're Gotta everything's keep those, on. Keep those fryers on. Keep the lights on. They're clearly not paying him either. No, no. That's why they're eventually they're so disappointed that he wants to leave because they're like, we're gonna actually pay someone <laughs> to do this work. He starts to drift off, and a car full of babes rolls up like straight out of like a white snake video. Yeah, I would. Uh, I don't throw this term around loosely, but I might call them bimbos. They are bimbos. That's why I said like the, out of like a white snake video yeah, is what it yeah, looked like. Yeah. Or like they had big blonde teased hair and like lots of pastel makeup and and like a a convertible like that's all crazy colors and they're trying to lure him what for a nice long ride (laughs) (laughs) like the sexual innuendo there it's so great yeah um he's very excited but uh he wakes up 
was just a dream, and he uh, we meet his dad. Oh man, his dad owns the Beefy Boy. Um, is that the Beefy Boy put the the clothes on food on the table for this guy? Was his dad in the restaurant the whole time? I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, he's in the he's in the outfit, but. Yeah, his dad was probably like laundering money. That's why, like, again, that's why they don't want him to leave because it's like clearly a big scheme going on here. He goes, "This is the only pair of clothes I own. I actually just drove here." Yeah, <laughs> but his dad goes, "Sorry, uh, I know you thought you were going to get off at three a.m. and then go hang out with your friends." Yeah, but the sunrise but, guy uh, called out. <laughs> the morning guy called out, so you got to stay here. He's like, "Just one night," and he goes, "It's been one night every fucking day this week." And uh, his, dad, his dad just does not. To care for it. He's like, I gotta go home and fill out my uh, college application forms. And by the way, you should just be filling out those forms here at the restaurant while yeah. you're not doing anything. Instead of playing fucking make believe, <laughs> fucking styrofoam boxes. And his dad's like talking shit about a liberal arts degree. Oh, that's yeah. That that part was so great. You're like, oh, this guy is definitely like, I you know. Okay, I have some theories. I'll talk about later on. Okay, about dad. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, so he should be. Yeah, he's playing with fucking styrofoam instead of putting out his college applications. Yep, and uh, that's his ticket out of town. Why do you think the dad doesn't work there all night? I don't know. He's like, man, someone called out. I guess I'll have my son step in for me. He's got to go home and slam mom. <laughs> God. That way you know kid's not going to come home. Yikes. He's got to get let loose his beefy meat. <laughs> that guy probably has a hog. Dad? Yeah. The way he's intimidating to him in that one scene in the kitchen, mm-hmm. when he just gets right in his face, I was like, dude, I think he's going to hit him with his log. They have, uh, they definitely have a strained relationship, and they play that up quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and then we meet, uh, Brian calls his girlfriend, Karen. Who answers the phone at midnight, like like it's the middle of the day. Yeah. Like, it's and then, 3 a.m. No, no, no. It's midnight at that point. And, because dad left, it's like midnight. They show the clock. They show the beefy boy clock. Oh, yeah. And... So he calls her on, on a rotary phone, by the way, too, which I loved. And then uh, she answers, and he's like, don't bother. He doesn't even say hi. He's like, don't bother coming to pick me up. <laughs> I'm like, wait, if you're supposed to get off, like, right, like, was dad not going to give you a ride home? Oh, no, because he's supposed to be there until 3. Uh, but then he's to be there until, what time was he supposed to be there until if he's working? Like, the sunrise shift is the opening shift. You're assuming eight hours. So he was working, like, let's, okay, so if he was off at 3, uh-huh. eight hours prior to that, would be 8, 8, 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. <laughs> okay. And so now he's working 8 p.m. to 11 a.m. <laughs> so how about this? So the whole day is divided into eight-hour shifts split between mom, dad, and Brian. Yeah. He's like, sorry, the morning guy called out. It's your mom. It's your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I railed her too hard. Yeah. I beat her too hard. <laughs> he's like, you know how you relieved me? Uh, no one's going to relieve you. Yeah. Your mom relieved me this morning, though. Shoot. Dang. Um... Well, uh, anyway, so she is just like, so like, oh, that stinks, but I'll just come visit you at three in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, what? They're supposed to be seniors in high school. I don't know. Smoking meth? Yeah, probably. They just don't go to bed ever? Hey, man, if meth does that, meth's done that body good. I mean, they could have done something and been like, oh, we don't go to sleep because we're afraid of Freddy. Or we're like, have some explanation. It's like, oh, uh, we're having a sleepover or we're all going to a bonfire or something. I mean, maybe she maybe she works at night shift too. She's sitting at the house. Well, she could have just just gotten home. <laughs> Late library shift or something. Okay, all right. Or she's a model. She could be. <laughs> <laughs> a doll. 
Um, no, but uh, yeah, so she's like, okay, I'll come visit you at three. And then we see the clock going, you know, the, the beefy boy clock, which would be a great buy if you could find one of those online. It doesn't have any time. It doesn't have any numbers on it, but you, you can know, get the gist of it. Yeah, I guess I've seen other clocks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we someone drives up to the drive through and, you know, talk about old school rotary phones. This is like one of those you drive over the little tube and it makes a ding yeah. noise at like a, out an old school gas pump. And the oh, person. Well, during the scene uh, right before that, he's like tossing onion rings oh yeah he's to like a little thing on the clock yeah and, and they what? don't show him making it but they show his reaction being like yes this guy spends oh that was the other drinking roll well, i guess i, I kind of mentioned it was whenever he's throwing food around okay because he's constantly throwing food in the ground i'm like maybe this is why your dad hates you is you're just like <laughs> wasting product you're making a mess all over the place you're gonna get rats <laughs> in there eventually He's like, do you know how much money I spend a fucking week on styrofoam because yeah. you just want to spray it down with ketchup? Oh, what a weirdo. The person who drives up to the drive-thru talks, like, through the drive-thru, like, speaker, and I couldn't understand a word he said. It was, like, all, like, muffled. Oh, he says, um, we're here, Brian, something like that, or we're coming for you, or something like that. It's, there's a lot of motorcycle revving, and, uh, the... The guy, was it, Brian looks outside and he doesn't see anything, so he goes, oh, it must be cabin fever. Yeah. And then he's like, is that you, Al? This is the classic, like, thing where, like, in a horror th show, they, clearly the killer or something, like, the evil person's there, and they're doing the thing like, oh, this must be a joke. Like, yeah. it's like when someone gets out of the shower in a movie and they're like, really? Without looking, and yeah. it's like... All right, very and, funny. Yeah, they just monologue for a second. Um, but when they, the, the speaker thing kind of drove me nuts, because... We hear the ding ding, and he goes over to it, and hits it, and then you can hear the motorcycle outside, and he starts talking like, "Hey, what, what do you want?" Blah blah, blah. and it's just breathing, and then he clicks it again, so there's no sound, and he talks into it. I'm like, "Wait, which one? Where, did you like hit the wrong button at first, and you're just doing the listening part, and you're still trying to do it, or me? I don't know. I'm overanalyzing. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah, that is. I mean, those little details are sometimes huge missteps." Uh, so then he, Karen pulls up and she's finally got to there. She, you see her pulling up outside and then the motorcycle guy, uh, pulls up to the window and he says, uh, a pretty cool line. He goes, give me everything you got with everything on it. Yeah. And he and like he slow pulls the gun out, slow pulls the gun out, uh, fires. And then, uh, Karen enters and then we have, see like Brian wakes up. He was well, actually the, the slow motion bullet. How about that? The too? slow motion bullet starts coming at him. It's like going to hit him right between the eyes and it looks cheap and cr crappy. And, uh, but this was all a, a fake, a fake out. Brian fell asleep reading his yearbook again. And, uh, you really don't know what to make of it at first, but there's like a little blood or ketchup or ketchup. <laughs> Knowing this guy and his ketchup fetish, yeah, this could have been, yeah, that's, let's just say it's ketchup. Um, but yeah, I didn't know. I was I was looking at it, I was like, what's the significance of this? Because it didn't seem like it fell on anybody's picture in the yearbook. I thought that it was it was going to be like on his. Yeah. Nope. No. Between them. Um, and so this is three in the morning. And yeah. he's like, fuck this. I don't care what dad says. I'm going home. Yeah. He, he jumps in um, Karen's car. Yeah. And they get home and it is bright, it's sunny daytime. out. And I'm like, is this? Okay, so it's three in the morning. It gets starts getting lighter at five or six in the morning. So they were driving for three hours. Three hours. That's why, again, why dad didn't want to to stay because he knew they'd get a start on the road. He had to break off for mom early in the morning. Yeah. 
Um, oh, yeah. so by the way, I noticed something in this episode. Um, there's a scene, it's at the 10 minute and 15 second mark, uh, where Brian calls Karen Carol. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man, I wonder if like, that was like an early shoot and they like... They didn't correct it or whatever. Like Every other part of this episode, she's called Karen, but he calls her Carol at 10 minutes, 15 seconds. I missed that. Well, um, check it out. Yeah. Uh, she has this little conversation with him outside. She's oh, like, yeah. He's, he's complaining about headaches. Yeah. So... Uh, and the dream. And the dream. He tells her about the dream and then... She's like, oh, you probably just need some rest. And then she goes, I love you, even if you do dream of girls in pink Cadillacs. So I think in a deleted scene, he probably told her about that dream. Uh, it seemed like Brian was weirded out like that. Like, he wasn't sure. He's like, how would she know? Like, he kind of omitted that part of his his dreams or whatever, but she, she somehow knew. Yeah, that's when I was like, oh, maybe this was going to be another dream sequence, too. Uh, like, he's like- going to look over and, and, like, after kissing, when they, they have the little awkward kiss... And I was like, oh, it's going to pull back and it's going to be Freddy or, or like the killer dude there. Uh, Not the most awkward kiss in this episode. <laughs> oh, man. The acting in this, this shit is so crazy. Like, it's it's like I, I said it before. I'll say it again. Sometimes I feel like I'm going crazy when I'm watching Freddy's. I feel like weird and hungover and dizzy. Like, I have a fever. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> I really do. Um, so... Brian gets dropped off, and then he starts seeing visions of ghost people. Or he sees burgers. He sees people across the street, like people of all different walks of life, and they're all holding hamburgers, saying in unison, <laughs> uh, "Springwood needs you, Brian. We need you, Brian." Ugh. Like these are all the fat people that are just like, if this guy leaves, we're gonna lose our burgers. <laughs> well, and we so, gotta drive three hours to get them. Apparently, so is that supposed to be like the personification of his guilt? I don't He's know. like, if I quit. Think of all those children and seniors who won't get their mediocre hamburgers. Well, the the overall picture of this of this segment of the episode is that it, it, they're playing on Freddie's playing on fears, and his biggest fear is not leaving Springwood, and that's what starts eating away at him, is that he starts to fear that he's not going to be able to it, and this is the first step of that. Wow. So does that make sense? No, it does. It actually, I was making me think about since this is called It's a Miserable Life, and instead of It's a Wonderful Life, where he's like in love with his town and he wants to do what he can to support it and the people in it, this is the opposite. And he's actually trying to get away from this town and these people that are holding him back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, we're yeah. pretty fucking smart, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. We better end the podcast. <laughs> That's it, guys. Later out of here. Work here is done. Yep. It's going on my resume. So the people beckoning to him doesn't matter. He goes into his house. And he pours, like, a handful of pills. Yeah. And this drove me nuts, is how long he puts the pills in his mouth for before he actually drinks the water, because there's blood dripping into it. Yeah. And he's he, got these things in his mouth for, like, 45 seconds. Is that's a, a cool... I liked that uh, that little move uh, of having blood drip into the glass, and then he's like, what, what the hell? Where'd that come from? Yeah. Because this is all post that gunshot dream, and this is when things get a little weird. Yeah. It gets confusing. He pours, uh, he pours a glass of water, goes into his bedroom, um, and he turns on the radio, starts checking himself out in the mirror. Yeah, and the radio's great because, like, the radio guy, the news guy's just so casually, like... The hawker? No, it's not the hawker anymore, I don't think. <laughs> this might be the... Uh, the the wolf, rake? The wolfer. The wolfer. Wolf blitzer. <laughs> uh, I know, they're, they're, like, they cut into, like, mid-sentence being, like, 
worst disaster, thousands like dead or misplaced homes or, or something like that. Yeah, they're talking about some tragedy that happened. And, and then they're like, and in local news, another drive-by shooting. <laughs> <laughs> all these drive-bys going down in Springwood. Yeah. Like, we already established, shit goes down in Springwood all the time. Like, if they took a fucking psychic, like, a killer, like, landscape dude who worked at your fucking children's school, then all the adults burned him alive, and then he's terrorizing children in their dreams, and that's just... It'd be a fun, like, uh, sandbox video game if it was just Springwood, and you'd have to, like, just kind of, like, walk around and try not to get murder like or, everything's trying to kill you at all times yeah and you're like you couldn't fall asleep like you had to like keep finding like uh pills, stimulants stimulants to get up and yeah and mm-hmm. then you, your ultimate goal is to try and you know kill freddy but he's trying to kill you too so it's a springwood video game like where... gta meets springwood basically god be kind of fun it could be you know all your buddies getting together trying to find fucking come coke. on let's go rob the beefy boy yeah no exactly and yeah, you could be a villain. You could be a dude on a, on a motorcycle. Uh, yeah, committing the drive-bys. You play. So hold on. What characters would you play as? You would play as the uh, the the talking computer. Yep. From Memory Overload. You could be the DJ. Yeah. Rick the Rake. Okay. That'd be really fun if you just like. That would be cool. Setting a little thing. Get yeah. Throw cut. Uh, where's that place from the the Black Tickets episode where uh, there it's every there's like all the fish on oh, the wall. Oh, it's like the little motel thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you could run that thing on the outside of town. Uh huh. Uh, and you could be Freddy. You could be Freddy, sure, sure. What else? Uh, oh, yeah, the dust. You oh, could be yeah. uh, Tracker Morgan. Yep. Or Butcher Morgan. Butcher Morgan, yeah. Because, oh, yeah. No, that's right. You could be Tracker Morgan or Butch Morgan. Yep. Uh, yeah, let's get it. Uh... <laughs> You're like, enough of talking about it. Come on, Treyarch and Activision. Get, All right. Get it together. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Uh, we need something for uh, Tommy Jr. to play. Yeah. At our, at our funerals. <laughs> he's not playing, paying attention. He's playing Game Boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to switch out. Uh, I wouldn't blame him. Uh, so the on the radio, they say that there's another drive-by, and uh, Brian goes over to it, and he starts flicking like the knobs and shit, and then mm. all of a sudden he hears... Uh, no, he turns the light switch on, and then all his belongings in his room turn into like packed-up boxes, cardboard yeah. boxes full of shit. So at this point, I'm like, okay, he's a ghost. Yeah. And he came back, and his family's like packing his shit up. Mm-hmm. Even though usually families like leave a room, like like and when your kid gets killed, <laughs> not like the next morning. They're like, "Well, better pack his stuff up." Yeah, they just have like filled with like supplies for work. It's like yeah. you know bottles of of fryer grease and styrofoam <laughs> no, no. containers. That's gonna be like they're they have like a sex swing in there now. <laughs> a big little man cave action going on. He's putting a bar top in. Yeah, they have like a gimp mask. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the the he starts hearing the motorcycle noise, like really loud. And uh, one of my favorite little parts happens. So he's like, he puts his hands over his ears, like he does a lot through the episode. Yeah. And the, did you see the way he ran out of the room? Yeah. It was so funny. It was like, like throwing a tantrum. Yeah. It literally was like exactly like that. Like like very exaggerated. He's throwing movement. himself left and right, yeah. like with all his weight, just to be shoulders like, bopping. Yeah. That's like when you tell your kid you can't have a second slice of cake. Yeah. He's like, I want it. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, it was great. Um, so he runs down into the kitchen, and Mom is, uh, has his back to him. And she's, she's using the blender. So she's blending it. it. Yeah, it was kind of a cool way to segue from, like, the motorcycle uh, rumble to uh, a blender. I was and like, he's okay. yelling at her. Oh, yeah. He's, like, screaming at her. What the hell, Mom? And this is when things get fucking cuckoo goddamn bananas. Uh, 
we see that this scene with his mom working on the blender, she turns around and all of a sudden it's like a TV show from like the 50s or Well, 60s. she's like, she's like, like, you get, we don't need to, you don't need to work for us. I get it. Like, you don't care about us. Yeah. Well, so she turns into like a Mrs. Cleaver type, like homemaker. The she, lights go up like you're on stage. Yeah. Yeah. On set. Yeah, and he's looking around confused as fuck. Like, and it's kind of cool. It's very stylistic. It's it's a deliberate choice. I, I liked don't, it. I, I didn't understand it. No, really. Um, but mom's like, "Oh, I'll make you some milk and cookies," and I and he's like, "No." And I was like, "I mean, come on, that looks." She's got a big bowl of uh, yeah cookie dough right there, and she's like, um, uh, "We need the lawn to be mowed." He's like, "We don't have a lawn," but I'm pretty sure when they roll up, it, they definitely there definitely a is a lawn. And I'm like, you know what? You complain about all these green things. Remember, he's like, I'm sick of seeing trees and bushes and other green things. I'm like, you don't have a lawn. You should be happy there. He's got like a concrete backyard or something. You want that concrete? You're going to get it. Uh, so it, it, it's this whole thing. And she's like. Now it cuts to your favorite part. Yeah. Where. Uh, I paused it and cranked up. <laughs> uh, mom starts making out. She kisses him on the front. forehead. On the cheek, and then just goes in. They are making out like the plane's going yeah. down. And when when uh, when when he like pushes her off of him, off of him, um, they changed her makeup a little bit to look more like raggedy kind of. They make her look crazy. She like turns evil, um, and she starts like, what's what, like too too old or too big to kiss your mom or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she's like, what's the matter? Like, I was, liked that. I'm not. not I that know far. you liked it. God damn it, you no freak. I, no, I, I liked how quite how the change was like that classic thing of like. Tom loves mom before. <laughs> Do not. We've been over this. Uh, anyway. Check the tapes, people. It's only our livelihood. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fucking strange. Uh, she, she turns evil, and then all of a sudden he's back at work. Uh, and Karen uh, rolls up. Karen rolls up, and now she's with the blonde dude who they were friends with, but now he's being the fucking jock piece of shit we knew he was. Yeah. From the second I laid eyes on him, I knew he was bad news. Okay. <laughs> And Karen, uh, way out of his league, clearly has been begging him for a bit. Out of Ryan's league. You know what? You know why she did that? Why? She never liked his meat anyways. Oh, yeah. They, uh... You got a small dick. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like You got a quarter pounder. He's got a half pounder over here. Snap. Bam. You just got dogged. Yeah. Um, No, yeah, it's strange. Like, they tried to make these kind of vulgar jokes, but they're still very PG. They're not bad, yeah. No. I wonder, like, how much the, um, what's it, FCC? What is it called? Yeah. The FCC? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say MPAA, but that's just for movies. But, uh, yeah, you got to make sure the censors would let this thing on TV. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he, he, like, tries to run away and, like, falls, and then it cuts to him. He trips, and yeah, he falls into a, he trips, and then he lands in his bedroom, and this is another he one of He falls off the bed, clearly. Yeah, it's a cool, like, editing thing, and it, the editing... I, I, not to give it up too early, but I think the editing really helped this episode quite a bit. Like, oh, yeah. If it had been just the same story but told, like, in a cheaper, shittier way, like, last, you know, at the end of season two, I don't think it would have had the same impact. Yeah. No, I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he uh, he goes downstairs, and this is a great scene as well, too. This is when Dad, Dad's eating breakfast, Mom's making it. And uh, this is a little uh, snapshot of uh, a day in the life of Brian, a day in the life of Brian. He comes down and um, 
He's got some college letters there. Yes, he has uh, his uh, letters. This is going to be an acceptance letter from so, one of his prospective college. Wait, this is a little bit of... I'm like, okay, just the, the previous night, hours earlier, he was complaining about not being able to fill out applications. He's getting acceptance letters like then. So, I mean, we're I guess we're led to believe that he'd been applying to many, many colleges, anywhere to get out of Springwood. Yeah, he's like, I applied at every single university outside of Springwood. Yeah. Um, and then, They're all rejection. I wish that one of them was actually Springfield U. And <laughs> that was the only one to get accepted to. Oh, yeah, that's right, because it's the, the Springwood Technical College or whatever. He's like, I'm taking a Shakespeare class. It's going to be great. Yeah. That, wouldn't it be great if there's a little nugget, like uh, that guy's teaching the class in the background, you see Brian. Just <laughs> miserable. Brian's back there. Eating a burger. Playing with ketchup. Uh, yeah, exactly. Are you playing with ketchup again? So his dad, his dad. This is when he's he's getting sick and tired of uh, of Brian turning away from the family business. He's like, "Listen, I don't know why you're fucking so hot to trot on going to college." He's like, "This is a man's business. I started this company. I want to pass it down to my kid." And he's just like, "Yo, that's not my thing." Dad gets more and more infuriated. When he stood up, man, that was great. You thought he was gonna pull off his belt and oh yeah, bend him over his knee. <laughs> Spank him in front of his mom. Like, I'm going to have to watch. <laughs> uh, and so then um, my theory is with dad. Uh-huh. Dad, there's two things I think. One, dad applied to college, didn't get in. Started mm. the burger industry, so he's held this grudge against uh, schools. Okay. Second one, this is 1988. This is supposed to take place in. Uh, Brian's like 18. So... Dad was growing up in the 60s and 70s. He probably had a, girl, a girlfriend in high school. She went to college, the liberal arts school. And now he's stuck with mom. Well, and she probably like got, became a swinger and left him for you know some hippie, and they tore it around. And so that's why he's just like, he's stuck with fucking boring old mom making out with the son. <laughs> <laughs> While he enjoys that. While he enjoys what? <laughs> Let the boy watch. What if, there's a, uh, what if they had another kid who got killed by Freddy Krueger? And he was one of the dads who killed Freddy. Oh wow! I've always—that's why I almost picked the um, the first one because I kind of actually do want to see. But the, so the problem I think with the first one is that you—it's not what you want it to be. You want it to be a Freddy origin story where you see him, you know, being burned alive by these uh, grown-ups, and you see him before and after and all that stuff. But by showing him before he gets burned, it it, it doesn't allow you to kind of make up that that story in your head. You oh, know? no, totally. I actually the do. The mythology of it. It's the same thing. It's like he's the product, what, he's the child of 100 maniacs, right? His mom was a worked at a mental hospital, and she was, like, raped by all the crazy people in there. And that's I how did not know that. That's how Freddie was born. Wow. Yeah, he's the, uh, the the child of 100 maniacs. All their semen. In Mixed together. One egg. <laughs> yeah. That's how biology works. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Jesus, this that. is, uh, the whatever the case is, dad is pissed off and he's taking it out on brian constantly uh so what does he decide to do with those acceptance letters because um, you know he's a cook by trade but uh so yeah he will he thinks he's getting this his ticket out of town and uh you know what dad says to him don't count your burgers before they're on the bun son how how many times do you think dad said that uh to brian over the years don't oh, don't count your he's burgers been, he's been holding that one for a while you know that like, you know, dad's been like, that once he, 18, his senior year, I'm getting closer, getting closer, says it, and he just unloads it Brian on Brian doesn't even notice it. I like how he says son, like the little rhyme at the end there. Oh. Bun, son. 
Don't want none. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you got fun, like, son. He does like a, a hip hop pose all of a sudden, puts on some fucking 80s sunglasses. Frick it, frick it fresh. Beefy Boy was his rapping name, actually. <laughs> MC Beefy Boy. MC Beefy Boy. Well, Dad uh, takes the acceptance letters and he puts them in a frying pan and he fries up the acceptance letter and they're like immediately black. Yeah. It's like toasted. And I was like, that's Wait. actually the secret ingredient in the Beefy Boy burger. Yeah, no matter. Yeah, no paper. wonder if nobody wants to buy them because they all taste like fucking yeah. acceptance letters. I did get hungry watching this though. <laughs> like I was like, I want like a classic old like flat top kind of patty, like a like a, a like a nice greasy burger. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, a patty melt. Like a patty melt. Yeah, I used to be like a only on the grill kind of guy. I like a nice thin flat top patty now though. Okay. <laughs> Let's go get one. Okay, so Brian starts freaking out. He's like, he just had his uh, acceptance letter fried. And then all of a sudden, the beefy boy, like, billboard, like, appears behind mom and dad. And then the uh, the beefy boy jingle kicks in. And uh, I, I think you have that queued up. Uh, why don't we uh, hold it up to the mic there? Okay, yeah, yeah. Hang on a second. That's it. So you hear that pretty much nonstop for quite some time. It's basically like they took the "It's a Small World After All." That was a uh, that was Dad's failed um, college application essay. He'll use that <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, it's like The Shining. It's just yeah. nonstop. That's his mantra in his head all the time. Mom just bought into it. Well, this is also just like the uh, the sitcom bit. This is when shit just gets really insane. Where now. Th- Brian has turned into the beefy boy. He looks yeah. like a cartoon. He looks like a plastic toy. Maybe he, the scariest part of the whole episode. It is very scary. He has like plastic like hair and a big fake smile. And there's a weird like paper mache burger being pushed towards him. And he's like saying no with like his eyes. Like he, he's it looks like like it does look like hell. It looks like he is in hell right now. I would not want to be there. No. Um. He's got the hole in the head there too, right? Oh, maybe he does. Yeah, yeah. and it there... looks like a, someone put like a button on his head. It looks so goofy. It is. Oh, it's mean, just I... like uh, Stranger Things, where it's always like my nose will only bleed one quarter inch out of this nostril, and I, it never that fucking drives me nuts. Does it? It never drips more than like a quarter. It drives such a. <sighs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Same thing with his bullet hole. It's just oh, just as much blood. Yep, little well, drips. So. uh... Brian starts uh, crying. We see him in his room. All of a sudden, he was being forced to burger, and now he's, like, dialing a phone number, and he's dialing the phone, like, to the tones of the jingle. Yeah, so he's on the phone, and he's just punching numbers in, trying to find, like, the right tones to make the song for their their family The jingle, yeah. yeah. The jingle. And then he randomly, Karen picks up and is like, Brian? And he, how do you know it's me? She's like, we needed to talk. Something horrible happened. And I was like, okay, this is going to go somewhere. It doesn't. No, it's just, it, it. it's kind of alluded to something's going on. And we, like, as a viewer, you know pretty much at this point. You're like, okay, he got shot in the head, and he's just trying to figure out exactly what's happening. And then it cuts to, like, like he's, he's now, he steps back into the kitchen with his parents, and his dad is got his head in the oven, like, they got the gas on, and he's, like, flicking a lighter, like, he's trying to, like, kill himself which would that uh, a flame 
you don't need a full flame. For, the, the, he walks in and smells like gas, so that means there's been gas everywhere for a bit. Uh huh. Even a little unlit lighter, just a flick, would absolutely start a fire. Well, it's just great because okay, I've we've heard of people putting their head in the oven. And Most is lack. Yeah, but this is the first time I've ever heard of anybody. Locking themselves in the fridge. Locking themselves in the fridge <laughs> and somehow being frozen because of it. Well, yeah. So his mom's in the fridge. Like she took out like the racks in the fridge and she's in there and she, she's got this cold makeup on and uh, she's like, it's okay. We're old. We're yeah. going to die. We're going to die. <laughs> if you leave our restaurant, you, we will die. I, that's and, like the, that's like I couldn't think of a worse way to kill yourself in a, in a kitchen. It's like why not use a knife? Like yeah, why not drown yourself in the sink? My, like, I'll just sit in the fridge. She would have just die of dehydration probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he runs back over to dad, and dad is desperately trying to get this thing lit. Uh, also, this scene must have sucked for dad to film because like I don't know if you ever like. Try to get like one of those big lighters to work. Oh, your finger getting your all thumb raw. gets raw. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, baby, I like it raw. Let's we get them. He's probably got a nice callus. <laughs> I bet your dad smokes anyway. I bet dad's got a lot of issues. Dad puts his cigarettes out in the in the fryer later. Brian's arm. No, in the fryer later. <laughs> or he flicks his ash on on Brian. Probably. He probably slaps his wife around. He probably plays cards. I wonder he if Brian drinks too much. He I bet you Brian's not really his kid. Oh, do you think that's why he's so... That's maybe it. Um, that's why mom is so muted and always has to side with him. Remember at one point he's like, mom always sides with dad. Yeah. So they, they're terribly ashamed of him. Or maybe they like stole him from like a hospital. Somebody left the kid at the beefy boy and they took him and raised him as their own. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I just heard it from the from the writer, the yeah, screenwriter. I, I, I got an got email. Email coming in. I'm going to get a text. We're on, we're oh, on. it's John. It's their dick. Uh, anyway, so uh, goes back over to try and get mom out of there, and she somehow is like holding it shut. He can't get her out of the fridge, so he goes and tries to stop his dad from flicking the lighter. And as soon as he grabs his dad's wrist, that's when the that's when it really blows up. I did like when the mom would come out. It was sort of like a little kid like locking their bedroom door, but come on out. I don't want it. <laughs> come out. No, I'm just gonna die in here. Guess I'll just die. I remember I used to say stuff like that to my parents, and like I wouldn't come out, or like wouldn't eat my dinner. Yeah, like, it's, you guys probably want me dead anyway. It's, about, it's called being melodramatic. Yeah. Well, the, after the explosion, now he he we got another fake wake up, and now he's laying in a bed next to Karen, and she's like, she puts her arm on his face, and then it, it's she, a man, baby. She, <laughs> it's a man, baby. She turns into to Brian. Yeah. And I was like, okay. This is going to be weird. It was. And then we cut back to the restaurant once he realizes it's Brian. And we got a cool Brian oh, on yeah. a motorcycle. So, yeah. So now, so blood's dripping from his forehead, but now he's sitting in the place of the the motorcycle guy on his motorcycle. Because he's, he's like, I am you. And he's got like the greaser hair. Like, like I love how this, it's like they're like, wow, this is such a great aesthetic. We have to use it for Terminator 2. It, I just loved how um, they try to make him look like this badass dude, and you can see how scrawny he little he is. Like they're like slick the hair back. They're like, oh, I guess he kind of looks like he'd be on a bike. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I bet you like he was just like panicking, be like, don't tip the bike over, don't tip the bike over. The actor himself, probably. Yeah. Like, um, the costume person's like, if you get sweat on that jacket, I'm gonna beat you up, pipsqueak. Yeah. <laughs> twerp, twerp. Uh, and so he, uh, he. he 
it rotates between him being the biker and then the Him's, biker actual the killer, and then him being the working the drive through. Yeah, and we get the gunshot, which is a great reused shot as well, too. Yeah, so it guess what it seems like it's reenacting the same scene as before when the cyclist, the motorcycle dude, went through the drive through and shot a bullet at him. But now it's happening again, and this time as the bullets coming at him, he's saying to himself, "Die here, die here, yep. die here." And that's what his dreams are. Yeah. That, that goes back to my whole thing about this whole thing is uh, him being scared of being stuck there. And that's that, that's his fear coming out. And I think this must be like his, like, you know, when you pass away, they say, like, something flashes before you or, like, or purgatory or something like that. This is his, like, coming to re- realize that uh, he's he's dead. Well, that's so... And he did it to himself by not leaving. Well, in the actual It's a Wonderful Life, this... Dude is like, oh, here's what it would be like if I didn't live in this town, and it would be a worse place if I didn't live here, and I do count and all this stuff like that. So he decides, oh, I shouldn't die. I should live. And this is the opposite where he's here, and he's like, oh, if I stay here, it's going to be shit for me. I would rather die than have the possibility of not leaving. Yep. I felt that way as a kid growing up. (laughs) Jesus. That's so fucking dark. Yeah. Well, uh, the killer, after he blows him away, well, again, I, then I the I, killer shoots Karen, who just drove up. I laughed out loud at the scene, because, like, <laughs> the way he just, like, casually goes by and, like, one shot, boom, hits her, and then it has the classic, uh, the she horn. She falls on the, the like, car Like, horn. in Grand Theft Auto, when you shoot someone in their car, they instantly just, like, smash their face into the horn. I love that. I'm like... Well, yeah, they, they uh, <laughs> the they're in, in part two, the cop says... Yeah, it was another thrill and kill. Another thrill and kill. <laughs> That's what the guy calls it. It's like, man, Springwood's got a lot of problems. I'm like, if you got people driving around, blowing blowing shit up, blowing people away, yeah, don't be open 24 hours a day. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, and, and he's so casual about the kid being dead. It's like, yeah, she got like a superficial wound, but uh, yeah, her friend's dead. Real, real sorry to see it. And just like, it's like, all right, well, I guess if you're in Springwood and you're a cop, that is not the worst thing you've ever seen. No. I'm you're like, used to that shit all the time. Uh, they have a, a chapter of Cannibals Anonymous in this town. So, like, there's... there's That's a, true. There's a lot of issues with this. The cop says, oh, she'll make it. And he's like, Karen will make it, but the kid didn't stand a chance. And then, meanwhile, we see inside the diner... We've got Brian's good old yearbook again, and uh, the we see where Brian's blood had dropped, and now we're like, now we kind of were like, okay, that's what the blood drop was. It was the bullet wound, but Freddie's hand claws up the page, and then well, we, I loved his glove thing too. It like was the, cool, and it actually slices Brian's like portrait in half, and you're like, okay, he was claimed. Wait, not by Freddie. We don't Freddy know. Freddie didn't really... Well, f- well, Freddie plays his fear. Freddie made this happen by this is his fear coming to life. About his fear, but like, this was... His, his whole entire existence was Springwood, and he never got it out. That was what he was scared of, and that's what Freddie did. Freddie Freddy... Freddy takes people's thing that they like, or like part of their personality, and then turns it against them. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if you like heroin, he'll turn your heroin like injection things into little mouths and then like make you like all covered with needles or like you like video games you're in a video (laughs) game if you like drawing now you're in a comic book all that stuff you work out now you're in a gym of hell okay 
Those are in all the movies. Okay, are they really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, so I would think if he if he likes college, he would be buried to death by acceptance letters, or yeah, he'd get so smart his head explodes. <laughs> Um, like it would be it's supposed to be ironic. Yeah. Uh yeah, I can't think of anything on top of my head that is actually funny. A diploma? Yeah. He gets wrapped up in a diploma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's in a, that's in one of the Freddies where somebody's looking at a, a a road map in a car and it just keeps unfolding and unfolding until like they can't see or do anything. Oh, that's creepy. That's like something like I like having fever dreams as kids. That like as a kid that was like when things are like oddly proportioned, it's like a terrifying thing. Oh, so this episode is a fever dream, or it's like being on ketamine when things feel a lot of. I mean, I've been told uh, <laughs> from what I've read in my research. Yes. So okay, this is the end of the first thing, and then we have Freddy is hanging out in his house. He's got a little burger. Yeah, he uses one of the the claws on his glove to open up the burger, and he shows inside the worm the, burger. It's full of worms, and he goes, "Have it your way." No, have it my way. And he goes, have it my way. So if you go to Burger King and you ask for it Freddy's way, that means it's a, a bun full of squirming worms. No, they just be gummy worms. <laughs> so um, they stopped using real worms in the 80s. This this really begs the question, what does Freddy eat? Because in that other episode, he pretends like he eats a person. Yeah. Remember? He likes worms. He likes humans. Uh, um, do you think Freddy eats ass? <laughs> I have to assume so. Yeah, oh, I bet you. He's insatiable. He gets, Very... a, gets all over his burn wounds on his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Built-in built in lubrication. Yeah. Oh, oh God. God. Let me get between those cheeks, yeah. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to come, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He can't jack off with those fucking gloves on. Oh, man. No. See, he's got to have something. Just fucking eating burger buns full of worms. And eyeballs and ass. <laughs> the two things that go together. He puts, a, he puts an eyeball in the ass. Oh, my God. Okay, so uh, let's do... Um, let's, our, let's take a little break. Do you want to take a break and then... It's hot. Do part two? Yeah. Okay, we'll take a little break and we'll be back right after this. Bye. And we're back from our little break. We had to uh, get some fresh air. Um, get uh, John had to basically his his sweat stains right now are pretty out of this world, but they're doing a little better right now. Yeah, I'm glad you're so concerned about my armpits and their chafing. Yeah, well, your knees, your, the, your calves are really they're sweaty. Like, they're like faucets. Yeah, I really, I don't know what to do. Yeah, and you said you were dehydrated before we started recording too. Yeah, that's probably why I'm losing all my uh, fluids through my knee pits. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, we left off. Uh, we just capped off the first part of the episode, so uh, the second part spins off into Karen's story uh, when she's uh, rushed from the scene of the crime to the hospital. This is uh, Springwood Mercy Hospital. And so we're doing the classic thing of the, the patients getting wheeled through like all the doors, like banging and open the double doors. Yeah, this, it starts off, there's a, the nurse is sitting at like the uh, reception area and then like, the hospital like light power is like going on and off. Yeah, and she's, she's just filling out paperwork all casual too, I like that. Yeah, um, so Karen's rushed in uh, in the hospital. She's got gunshot wounds. And the, co- the, it's the cop who's like, gunshot wound, drive by. 
friend didn't make it. You're like, uh, you, you wouldn't really need to tell her how the gunshot wound happened. Their first priority is where is it? Uh, how severe is it? Like, multiple? Yeah, I don't know. All all that matters is that the friend didn't make it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, I like how they looked at the body of him. They're like, no way that's her boyfriend. This guy's a pipsqueak. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Must They just must be friends. You know what I... I thought throughout the the first half of it is that um, Brian looks like a young uh, Jamie Kennedy. He does look like a young Jamie Kennedy. You're right. I like the very first time I watched it, I had to pause and look it up and be like, "Is this like a Jamie Kennedy experiment, or like his older brother, or something <laughs> like that?" Wouldn't it be great? At the end, it was a Jamie uh, Jamie Kennedy experiment. It'd be good. The whole episode. Gotcha. So we got uh, the inside the emergency room. All the uh, doctors are in there. Uh, we meet Dr. Serling, um, and then uh, we kind of get our first Freddy bit from the second well, one. It, so they, they, um, they touch on why the power is, like, flickering out. The doctor's like, is anyone working on the backup generator? Uh-huh. Like, the other generator's gone down, apparently. This is the backup generator. They don't spend a lot of money on this hospital. Uh, but they show Freddy. He's Freddy's in OR scrubs, and he's pulling wires out of, like, an, a... a, a a box? He's just slashing wires. Yeah. And so it's like, are we to understand that he is pulling the wires out and that's affecting the power outages? I, I don't know. So, um, well, the thing I laughed about it was that uh, the doctor, who's working on this? And it cuts down to him in, in the scrubs, whereas like, the, uh, are you implying that a doctor is also a doctor and the, like the janitor technician mechanic around there? Like, like he's the guy, the maintenance guy, like, why is he wearing scrubs? Wouldn't he be like in like a, a worker's outfit? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but they're like, no, we need to have this pun make sense. Well, so, okay. So if we just focus on the Freddy bit, if he's pulling wires out, then he is interacting with the real world and doesn't just have to manipulate people through dream states. Or is is Karen just dreaming that Freddy's doing this? Uh, your, your guess is as good as mine. Well, Freddy goes... An apple a day ain't keeping me away. Yeah, love that. But it, it just is, I don't know. It's pretty funny. The, again, these actually, all the all his little quips were at least somewhat related to the story. As We love you, Freddy. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing the Lord's work. Yep, Mr. Fred. Um, so, yeah, then... Uh, they, get- sh- they show her inside the operating room, and um, they start sedating her, of course. And uh, as she's like... Under the gas, we get she, the little POV. Yeah, she's point POV, and and the the doctor's like, yeah, well, you'll be fine right after we cut off your legs. Yeah, it's like the bullet bounced around more than we thought. <laughs> like it was bouncing around for like a couple minutes inside of her. It's like pew 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 pew. It's like and, a pinball machine. Yeah, it'll take off both your legs and your no, yeah, both your legs and your left arm. And uh, she's like, what? Like, like, no, 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 never mind. You're probably just. Imagining things yeah. from all this sedatives we've been giving you nonstop. Yeah, you'll be fine. Although, also, all the sedatives that they give her knock her out for about five seconds, yeah. and then she's immediately fine again. Yep. No, I, I guess they're probably trying to cut costs <laughs> in this hospital. I mean, think of how much sedative they probably use all the time with everything that's going on in Springwood. They probably are, have to. Yeah, they have to ration their supply. Yeah, they're cutting it with like water. <laughs> um, and uh, so she starts going down. And she hears all this nonsense where she gets, this is like, really, okay, this is where the story's going to be going, this the, whole part. The, the surgeon, uh, Dr. Sterling's got the, his scalpel ready, and he's like, all right, this is a very delicate procedure. And then one of the doctors, like, sneezes. Yeah. It's like, 
And they look at him and they're like, I know, but it's like to make a joke, like the whole first part, they didn't really make very many jokes at all. It would have been great if it was a fart instead. <laughs> that, you know, that would have been a little funnier. Um, and, and yeah, you hear like a little kind of slashing noise, like being like, oh, well, this is not going great for her. Um, and they give her more gas. Yep. And then uh, this time she wakes up and two of the surgeons in the room are like making out. Do they have their masks on, too? <laughs> I think they do. There's blood all over everybody. Two two of them are making out, and the other two are eating burgers and fries. That's right. Yeah. And then Dr. Serling is is holding, like, a buzzsaw. He's, like, he, like, turns on, like, a, a bone saw. A bone saw, and he's, like, leaning in like he's going to, to do something. And then in the background behind all these doctors, she sees the killer. Yeah. He's there, like, this is his day job. Yeah. Like, he just got done, like, killing everybody. He's like, oh, I gotta go clock in at the hospital. He's double life. He's actually, he's actually really good at his job. Like, he's, like, the one, like, going down and, like... Uh, really scrubbing those toilets. Scrubbing the toilets, <laughs> moving all the old people around. Well, the way the hospital works, that means he's gonna be promoted any day. From yeah. cleaning toilets to a... Uh, yeah. surgeon. <laughs> Doctor of medicine. Uh, and so then, yeah, he... They saw her skull off. Is that what happens? They. It looks like they. I thought at first they took off of her, her took her face, like her skin off her face. No, no, because it's all the hair, and it's then the top it looks of her like head, right? But it doesn't look like it because it looked like I wrote down fake uh, yellow hair. It looked like uh, a wig with like a cut open pineapple, <laughs> like sprawl, like, like spread out, kind of. Because it was like yellow in like like it could have been a Simpsons head, basically. It, it, yeah, it looked very very yellow. Uh, I, I agree. And Maybe uh, it's iodine. And she, like, freaks out and passes out again, and then she wakes up in... Well, the doctor says something about her motor skills, and uh, he says, uh, come here, we need your assistance to the to the killer. And he, like, walks up, pulls out his gun, and, like, points the gun right at the camera. And I was like... <laughs> we gotta, it's like, it's like, a, uh, like a... We don't have any more sedatives. Scare her to sleep. Yeah. Make her faint. Or there's, like, a racehorse. They're like, well, you gotta put them down. They can't recover from this. And uh, and then she wakes up. Yeah. How does she wake up? Oh, I will let you explain this. Well, uh, the nurse she's got a she got a bit of a bug up her butt, um, and she thinks she's funny, so she drops her bedpan on the ground, so it makes a loud clanging noise, and shouts in Karen's ear, "Good morning!" Yeah. And uh, she's uh, she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Aren't you the person who's hard of hearing?" And then she looks at the, the clipboard. Oh, no, it says right here, you got a gunshot. I'm like... Gunshot wound. I mean, you could have looked at the clipboard before. Yeah. This is a huge room for a, a single bed hospital room, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I just love how she's like... The With nurse Brian. is my favorite character. The nurse the nurse is insane. The nurse is great. And she gets all uh, butthurt about not being the doctor or something like that, right? Well, that that happens in just a minute. But, oh, okay. Um, uh, Karen wakes up and she's like, where's Brian? And then the nurse is like, oh, I can't tell you. Um, she like, she's like, the doctor will tell you when, when he gets here. So the nurse disappears through a doorway. And then, like, wind starts blowing down the hall. Like, uh, trash is just like, papers <laughs> are just like, like newspapers flying everywhere. everywhere. The killer is, is pushing a gurney with a body and, like, a sheet over it. And it's, like, happening super slow. And then she... Karen looks again, and then there's an old man in a this in guy. a wheelchair who's like in a bathrobe. He looks disgusting. Yeah, they keep and he points down the hallway to the right, our right of camera, and uh, just to clarify, it's Doctor Serling. It is Doctor Serling, and um, she cuts back, and there he is. Doctor Serling comes in. He's like, "Oh yeah, Brian's on another floor. Um, 
and Karen's like, Room 20. Yeah, she's like, I just want to leave. And he's like, oh, no, you just, you're not quite ready to leave yet. She tries to sit up, and he, like, puts a hand on each shoulder, which is where her gunshot wound is. <laughs> I never thought of that, yeah. Yeah, that is also not the most uh, uncomfortable put back into bed that it happens in this, like, next scene or so. There's a few. Yeah. Um, so she's like, you'll never believe what I, the, what I remember from the surgery, because she's like, remembers the doctors making out and, like, eating burgers and all this shit like that. And she's like, it's like some crazy shit. And he's like, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. Uh, your parents are on their way, and he shoots her up with some more drugs. This guy's great. Yeah. So since she was just shot up with tons of sedatives, she's out for about 10 seconds. And then when she wakes up again, this is when the doctor and the nurse are, like, making out. But they're, like, leaning in. So they're is, making out, like, almost on top of her. Is that before he puts his hand over her mouth and shoves her back down on the bed? I, I honestly... It's so much of that happens in this episode. It's hard to like even really keep it straight. Oh um, yeah, well yeah, sedation and waking up to making out people. Yeah, and then so it, she wakes up and the nurse is like fake making out with herself. Like she's doing that, that thing, thing where like you stand and wrap your arms completely around your body and like move them up and down on your yeah. side. So, so it, it looks, looks like, like somebody's feeling you up while we were you're doing making... that as a kid. Yeah, as a gag. So I'm like. So she's doing it, and she's wearing these long rubber gloves, and I was like, are we supposed to think she's actually making out with somebody else? Maybe, yeah, she has, like, like dishwashing, like, janitor gloves. Like, yeah. she, maybe she was, you know, clogging the toilets because uh, our killer was off-duty for a little bit. So so then she turns around, and we see that it, it was her just doing it to herself. So was she really doing that? I don't know. That was, it was really the... Maybe she's working on a bit. That was my biggest what the fuck moment of this whole episode because I was like, oh, wait, I, I'm not sure what we were supposed to think happened or, or what really did happen. So it, it took her a second to get that second glove off, too. <laughs> like the first one came off, then the second one you can see her be like, oh, she probably got a little sweaty in there. Can relate. I'm not sure what the hell was going on. She all of a sudden spins around and then starts acting normal. She takes off the glove. Uh, she acts like nothing happened at all, and her first order of or business is, of course, putting more pills into her mouth. Uh, and how does she do that, John? She pinches her nose. Oh, yeah. So she has to open her mouth. I was like, well, why don't you just like put it in like peanut butter like I used to do for my dogs growing up and you give them a pill? It's the first, uh, the first thing they teach you in nursing school. Yeah, pinch their nose. Um, she turns, she puts a pill in her mouth, and then she turns on this crazy AC. kind of wish we had... This AC in this room right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't be able to record, but we could pop it on for a few seconds in she, between. They turns it on, and it's, like, white, like, gale force winds just, like, well, blowing everything insane. The the nurse goes, uh, it's funny, she changes, like, the line, like, halfway through it. She goes, um, she gives them, gives them the pills, and she's like, you're, uh, you're sweating, I mean, you're perspiring so much. <laughs> I'm like, did you change it so it sounded more like a, like a medical term i thought she was saying like you're sweating like a you're sweating bad like she was going to say you're sweating like a whore in church or yeah, sweating like a coal so miner funny. or something you know what i mean you're sweating like hey she's above that she might do the fake makeup but she's not gonna go that low well this is her tour de force this is this is the scene that the actress auditioned with where oh totally she like flips she goes from like zero to a hundred or she's like she goes back and forth constantly she's like oh what 
you don't want to deal with me just because I'm a nurse. Nurses can't do shit, like, because I'm not a doctor. And Let me go change your bedpan. That's all I'm good for, yeah. basically. She's, like, practically screaming and, like, flips out. I was like, whoa, yikes. Um, and they say again, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, and then we see the, uh, the the gurney again. The killer wheels uh, uh, the old man this time. Wait, isn't this when we, we uh, meet uh, Mr. Shrek? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was wondering if this if, who if that's maybe who the old man is. So the, we see uh, the killer. He wheels the old man in a wheelchair around a corner, and then she creeps out in the hallway. She's looking around, and then there's a body on a gurney covered by a sheet, and she looks at the clipboard, and it says, Shrek. Yeah, from the movie Shrek. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, the, part the, four? There was, like, bubbling noises when she pulled it back, too. It was like... Oh, so yeah, there's movement under the sheet, and she's like, oh no, and she opens it up, and it's a rat. And they don't explain that. It's just a filthy, filthy hospital, and rats are commonplace, I guess. Yeah, and then she hears... uh... So, yeah, that happens, and then Brian shows up uh, in in a room, and he starts beckoning her. He's trying to get her to come in the room, and uh, he's got a bullet wound in his head. Uh, Did you see the poster on the wall? No, what was it? Oh, right next. I'll show you a clip of it after we record. What is uh, it? it says it was like a um, there's a poster and it was like a protest sign, like someone's holding a protest sign on the sign. It says, "Mom and Dad, I use drugs." Oh, it's like an anti-drug thing. Yeah. Now that uh, you say that, it does sound familiar. I'll, I'll show. Uh, I'll show you a clip of it. Uh, so Brian's he's like got a bullet wound in her forehead. Uh, then she wakes up and uh, sh- it's another point of view shot, and the doctor's teaching the nurse how to stitch. Yeah, he, and it's such a weird scene. She's got they they got like that weird hooked needle, and she's so giddy. The nurse, she's having a blast. She's having the time of her life. Yeah, and they're stitching her up. And then when they show the reverse shot of what they've been doing to to Karen, she's got her mouth all stitched closed. What do you think of those effects? Nah, uh, I mean you could, it was definitely just makeup. Only like she just had like her lips pursed basically. <laughs> yeah, but I mean it wasn't bad for Freddy's. No, not as not as impressive as uh, the Freddy Krueger makeup, but yeah, it's, it's okay. of course. Um, yeah, so uh, this is when she wakes up and her mouth's fine, mm-hmm. and then she goes and there's someone like in the room with her in another bed. Yeah, so she wakes up now. She's got the. She goes over and she opens it up and there's a bubbling noise for some reason. Even though there's like no machines, it's yeah. But they don't really even show a person. They just show like I was like, is this person an iron lung? Or I don't. I yeah. they're in some type of. Mr. Shrek is what we find out. <laughs> Mr. Shrek. Mr. Shrek's got a lot of. He's got some horrible problems. So the nurse shows up and is like, "Get back in bed." Uh, blah, shoots blah, her blah. up. Shoots her up, and then when she leaves, she drops like all of. She the, knocks all the clipboards, and up. she just doesn't even bother seeing which one it is, and puts it on there, and it pans in, and it's uh, Mr. Shrek. Mr. Shrek, and, and it's stamped with a thing that says like "hopeless basket case." <laughs> yeah, it says like. Um, that he's donating, donate the body to science is what it says. Um, and then after having switched the clipboard, somebody comes in to like wheel out Mr. Shrek. But because the clipboards are, are switched, they wheel Karen out of there. And uh, she jumps up, gets off the bed. Now that nobody's pushing her, her, her gurney's just like magically going down the hall. And then she looks in the room where Brian was, and it's the morgue. It is the morgue. Brian's dead. Brian's very dead. Rip, and then, um, rip Brian. Well, and then there's this fucking really strange scene. Remember? So she's looking at 
dead Brian. She's freaking out. And then the killer grabs her. And there's like a long struggle scene. And he like pushes her. Yeah. I'm She's like, like freaking out for such a long time. I was like, whoa, they're really keeping this energy up. And then he pushes her into the operating room. And it's like hell. Like it looks like something from like House of a Thousand Corpses where it's like a crazed doctor. Everything's like dirty. And like they look like they haven't slept forever. Like it's yeah, it just. Was, it was. I kind of liked it though. I liked it too. It was just. It definitely was. It, it was hell. Yeah. Um, and he was smoking. I loved that. Oh, yeah. Like, again, just talk about, you know, shooting people up with drugs. The limb bank. Yelling at people. Do you see that sign? Letting nurses stitch people up. Like, everything they do is so wrong. Did you see that sign? It said limb bank. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Another very uh, medical term. Maybe that's where the dog was taking that arm from the uh, David Bowie episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, he's a very charitable person. Or dog. That's a... Uh, that's where this doctor got all his ideas. He's like, well, let's just chop off her legs like David Bowie. Yeah. Uh, when she's trying to run away to like her struggle with the door and the way she's running is also, it's like, maybe that's why her and Brian were so like, it's such a good match because <laughs> they both, both run idiots. like little kids. Um, um, so yeah, she's looks in the morgue in the operating room. Uh, they, uh, they go, want to donate some body parts? Yeah, sure. She is shot by the killer and, uh, once again, this time she wakes up and the doctor seems like it's normal. Uh, and the doctor's like, sorry, but Brian's was dead on arrival. He didn't make it. And it this seems like all of a sudden all the crazy shit was going on with the doctor nurse is done. You're like, oh, I guess that was all a Freddy all a dream. dream. But this is Freddy's nightmares. It's not that yeah. simple, my friend. Uh, yeah, so then they, they basically are like... We called your parents. Yeah. They're coming to get you. And she's like, that's impossible because my parents died here. They died after a car crash. They died in this hospital. So wait, does that mean the guy in a wheelchair was her dad? I don't No, no, no. Because it doesn't look like the, the, the parents that show up at the end there in a second. The parents really do show up? Remember, they're standing in the doorway. So it's like a bald guy in the... In the yeah, but they're then in they all like, black. But that's what I'm saying. But they're like slowly walking towards her. Yeah, I mean, because I think she's like, she's going to die there too. And that's, so wait, that, is the so dude in a big fear was hospitals... And that's why she always wants to leave. And that's why that, that this is Freddie's version of her nightmare is like being in this hospital where her parents died and where she will die too. So was the dude in a wheelchair Mr. Shrek? No. Oh, I wonder if it must maybe it was Mr. Shrek. Okay. I mean I could picture he looks pretty haggard. I could that, that breathing might have been, <laughs> the bubbling noise might have been his breathing. <laughs> He's got water in his lungs. Uh He's got pneumonia. There. And she's like like Freaking out, basically. And yeah, like, she, ah, she has shock. Yeah, she she sees her dead parents walking towards her, and the nurse is like, "She must be hallucinating." I was like, "Yeah, no shit. How much drugs have you given this girl?" Yeah, where do I sign up? <laughs> like, how do I get meet some of that? Yeah. Um. So that's the end of that one, and then at the end, we finally get our last Freddy bit, and then he goes, "Remember." What does he go? We make house calls. Yeah, remember, we make house calls. Yeah, and then Those he like good. he turns. I know, but he turns around like it was like a mic drop moment. Like yeah. he just got fucking gotcha, man. I can only imagine what like got left off in the writing room for the the puns on that one. Do you think they even wrote anything for Freddy? Do you think they were just like well, let him ad lib? I think that we've talked about that before on previous Freddies that like we think he just. Is like spent like two weeks just doing this, and it's like, all right, make two seasons out of this. I don't care if, you, if it makes sense or not. Well, yeah, like you were saying, if if this is really Freddy's nightmares, if he's really 
exposing what these people's deepest fear is, then this episode definitely does it more so than other ones because I think let's, it was early let's, on and they and they actually were like, we need to have this make sense if we want to get picked up. But I mean, none of the other episodes that we've watched have had anything to do with that. Like choose like if we do Silence is Golden, the one with the shock jock and then the mime or the whatever. Yeah, the mime robber. They none of their fears are ever explored. Same thing with well, I guess they are explored in Dark Ticket, the Black Tickets, because the woman's afraid of becoming a mom and, and being stuck as a mom and not being able to pursue her career. Yeah, and Rick and then, the Rake is, is ter- you know, his whole thing is uh, his voice is what is what his livelihood is, and he loses it. But isn't he more afraid of, of losing his relationships and stuff like that because of how nasty he is? He's like, talks shit to his like assistant, and he talks shit to like his girlfriend yeah like, true i i think we're just look we're giving it too much credit well i guess what i'm saying is that i was pretty impressed by the way that this all uh, panned out as far as far as the freddy's goes i was like this isn't bad like there was no. definitely like i started watching this episode i was like oh maybe this was like close enough to the beginning that this might actually be good well, that's what my, that's what my point was i was making is i think maybe it's like the fir- if we watch more of these first season ones it might be it might be more like that uh you know just tailed off but then it also does have like, there's always a moment in Freddy's where I, like, I'm like, how much longer is this going to go? And this had those. This had those. I'm going to have that in my final thoughts, yeah. But then, uh, I but it was better than some of the other ones. Yeah. And plus, you know, I know how much you like that scene where the mom made out with him. <sighs> <laughs> okay. Well, that was uh, our episode of uh, we give Freddy's Nightmares. Ratings? Let's do it. And you we know how do we do some... ratings around here. We do. Creepy crawlers. I keep hurting my throat. Okay. Um, for those of you who are joining us for our first episode, it must be an interesting place to join us. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll see you. We talk. <laughs> Bye. If yeah. you're still listening, uh, you're probably on lots of drugs. Just yeah. like, Don't waste okay. your cell phone data. I'd only do- listen to this on Wi-Fi. Well, Creepy Crawlers is our rating system. Uh, on a scale of 0 to 10 Creepy Crawlers, 10 is the best an episode can receive. 0 is the worst. Um, do you want to start and do the first? Uh... I, I think this one we can do the whole thing all together. Okay. Because uh, uh, back to the I'll point def- we are just talking about is that um, this one actually could kind of be seen as a wonderful episode. I guess you're right, because basically it's an a, a incident happens where uh, a killer kills, shoots two people. One of them is what happens, one story is what to the first one, the second story is to the second one. Yeah. And I mean, really, the whole first episode is a flashback, so it still works. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, I picked the episode, so I take blame if you don't like it or not, or it's not going to be a very high score. Um, I didn't think it was terrible. I um, I think I had fun watching it. My biggest qualm would be uh, it could have been about 30 minutes long as opposed to 45. That's fair of all of the Freddy's Nightmares, I'd I agree. say. If, if you just made them a little bit more concise, I th- yeah. I think particularly in the second the second story was just like... A, I mean, the first one, you repeat the same shit over. It's, it's the same thing always. The dream sequence, wake up, dream sequence, wake up. But that being said, like the first one was like a, a lot more fun. Like, I, I like the, the game show thing. Um, the weird plastic face, beefy yeah. boy. The fun, like, nostalgia kind of, like, burger joint, little little paper hat and all that stuff. Um, Freddy's things were okay. 
They uh, were okay. They were okay, which is like saying that might as well be like mm, Pulitzer Prize winning yeah, writing right there. Yeah, high art. Um, and it, it, the actors were okay. Um, or the two main, uh, Brian and Karen, um, were not bad. Uh, Brian did a really good job of being kind of like, not meek, but not quite also, uh. He was, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I liked him, but I was rooting for him. Yeah, exactly. Whereas normally when I watch these things where it's the classic, like the, you know, the kid's not going to get his way, he just wants to get out of town kind of thing. I'm like, eh. You love to hate him. Yeah. Didn't mind him. Uh, I love the dad, the parents, the fucking oven and fridge scene was great. So I had fun. Like that's that. That's really bumping my score up. I think um, I'm gonna rate it overall. I can't rate it just based on a Freddy's. Um, I think I'm gonna go five point seven five creepy crawlers. It's like right in the cusp of like what I show this to someone, maybe. But I might just be like, just watch the second half, the first half. Yeah, um, I think looking at the two stories. Separately, I think um, conceptually, I like the first part much better, but I think the second part had a lot more funny moments. Really? Um, and, you know, like for Freddy's, it, the camp factor is always dialed up to 10, you know? Um, Freddy's, Freddy's little quips were fun. Uh, I, yeah, they're just so long. I, I think that... I wonder if they would be better if they were, like, two 20-minute episodes. Because, like, it's hard to be invested in a show for 45 minutes. I looked at the, like, done the player on, like, on Daily Motion. I looked at that bar so many times, and I was like, fuck, really? Yeah. It's, um, Freddy's are not always easy. Um, I guess there's other ones I would recommend before this of Freddy's Nightmares. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm going to be just about in the same zone. I think I'm probably going to say, like... Mm, 6.25 6.25 yeah, yeah just just a little bit more because we've seen such terrible freddies and then i think probably my favorite freddies is probably that safe sex episode that one oh, was just, so good that was yeah it was great it was a delight um so yeah sorry freddies not quite up to the snuff but yeah we'll see you in about four months bud <laughs> yeah later bud i mean this is what we do to ourselves by choosing it but it just feels so right to be so wrong. And I think, you know, when you get that one random episode, like that safe sex in there, like it's a gem. You, don't, you know, you're rolling the dice being like, you never know what you're going to get from it. Um, so I don't know. I still I still enjoy these. Um, but yeah, just barely for me, just a 5.75. It's, it's, I think a six is something I would show to someone. They're like, mm-hmm. sit down and watch it. It's funny. So, but it's also not below a five. I'd say we've watched much, much worse uh, than this. Man, I just, I, it, what if they rebooted Freddy's Nightmares and did it, like, good? Like, wouldn't that be so fun if they had, like, a budget behind it and it was, like, lots of practical effects and it wasn't, like, some wishy-washy, is it real, is it not? Like, you know. Hey, I mean, with all this stuff being rebooted now. They gotta do it. Home Alone. <sighs> That's so sad. Uh, 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 Indiana Jones. They, they're rebooting that, too? They're making a fifth one and <sighs> then they're rebooting it. Oh, God. All right. Let's end on that note, then. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, if you liked what you heard today, uh, you're fucking probably high on drugs. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, you can always uh, give us a shout-out on uh, Twitter. We're at Short and Spooky. If you want to tweet, retweet, tell us uh, a good Freddy's episode. Yeah. Um, Also, we have an email. If you want to shoot us an email, ask us a question, um... Whatever. We're shortandspooky at gmail.com. Yeah. 
We're going to skip through the email this week. It is too hot in here. We are ready. We are cooking. We're roasting like a couple of hot dogs. I was going to say potatoes. Oh, yeah. Or is that because I'm Irish? What? I find that offensive. And it's because you look like a potato. I, what? The beady little eyes. I don't know beady little <laughs> eyes. Anyway, that's enough for us for now. Let's get uh, let's we, get out of here. We want to say uh, what's up to Alameda. What's up to Tommy Jr. What's up, shorties? What's up, spookies? Hey, buds. Uh, and also, we love dads. Hey, dads. And um, not this dad though. Not Lou. No, I mean, I love to hate him. Yeah. Well, I I just have to try his patties first. I think. Go eat a beefy boy. Yes. <laughs>